0: Hey, guys, it's Abdul for the good folks over at Leon Tailoring, 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis. No, but talk about Leon Tailoring for years, ever since I came to Indianapolis almost 20 years ago. you know why I talk about them? Because Leon Tailoring does a really good job of getting you quality clothes, whether it's something tailor-made, something ready-made, something custom-made. they got a career services division uh, for the young people in life who are looking for that first job. No matter what it is you're looking for, when it comes to clothing over at Leon Tailoring, they will look out for you and they will take care of you. So when you swing on by at 809 North Delaware, downtown Indianapolis, tell them Abdul sent you and say hi to Larry Norm did and pick yourself something up or better yet something for your loved one they'll appreciate it leon tailoring 809 north delaware downtown indianapolis so any lawmakers are here this past week organization day uh get, get right to the point sure. Sure. <laughs> uh, they, seem to some, they seem to express some concerns about your health care proposal say that 240 million dollars uh, your thoughts
1: well we put a lot of work into it and and uh my i'm i'm grateful for a lot of things today but uh public health commission that got all over the state, talked to uh, countless, I would say, uh, stakeholders, um, folks affected by our public health system, the way it's operated over the last century, um, put in a lot of work and turned over every stone. And And I said, we're not going to interfere. We want whatever the answer is, show us the facts. And they did just that. Um, having former Senator Luke Kinley on that commission um, proved to be very helpful in the sense that I think, and you should ask him, he went into it somewhat skeptical. He was uh, an individual who had said no to a lot of spending requests in his tenure, and he's become a believer that um, not just funding for funding's sake, but funding in areas to do things differently than we've done over the last century uh, could be helpful. And so I look forward to going through it. All the details with the legislative leaders we will be together frequently as we always are. And uh, where folks are skeptical, we'll, we'll lay out why we think this will work. It's important to understand that right out of the gate won't be the over 240 million. We'll have to ramp up. And so we will be looking to see uh, how efficient this is. And so I I agree. We need to make sure any taxpayer dollar that's going towards social services is making a difference. And I think um, uh, leaders in the legislature have proven they'll, they'll be supportive of those efforts. Governor, Uh, we recently had a former vice president, Mike Pence, stop by our office. He told us that he was possibly weighing a run for president. If he does, would you support him? There'll be a lot of time for 2024 to unfold. We're still in 2022, and uh, he's long been a friend. And um, I um, served as his lieutenant governor. It felt like 20 minutes. Uh, But uh, here we are. And so we'll we'll get to 2024. But but. We'll wait and see who makes announcements, and, and I'll, uh, I'll likely be involved in some
2: form or fashion. So, Governor, since so she asked the question, Indiana seems to have a long list of vice-presidential folks that serve. Dan Quayle, uh, there was a, some by the name of Mike Pence. You, you'll be out of a job, presumably, in 2023, right, because you're moving on. Well, that sounds peaceful. It, it, could there be an Eric Holcomb? Would you be interested, sir? in that job
1: if you're actually we we, we are knocking the cover off the ball right now (laughs) she's giving me the soothing rub here Uh, look we're we're knocking the cover off the ball here and we're trying to bring as much opportunity for Hoosiers as we possibly can we're at a peak uh, private sector employment rate right now we've we've brought in over 22 billion in capital investment this year the all-time record was 8.7 billion last year uh, next year's pipeline I've been all over the place. Uh, Just this month, I've been in San Jose, Orlando, and um, Cairo, in addition to all around the state of Indiana. Just had four job announcements in Odin, Indiana. These are jobs that are bringing in 250% of the average Davies County wage, 549 of them. And so that's what I'm going to be focused on. That's what... Uh, the um, Hoosiers should know is I'm focused on the job that I have and uh, the future will take care of itself.
2: So let me recover myself by asking you a a better question, sir, which is you have been around the globe. You have been to a number of countries in in Asia and the Middle East. Uh, I know you don't normally pronounce or announce things until Things are signed on the dotted line. But what is the hope that you will be able to get more investment from those foreign countries? We are already a major incubator for foreign investment. What is the outlook based on those trips that you've taken around?
1: Well, the world's getting smaller by the day. We're more connected than ever before. And the number of Hoosier business uh, leaders that I met with, for example, in Cairo, was a long list. And it kind of fed off itself. Once folks learned that I was going more people asked if we could meet. These are folks who are making hundreds of billions of dollars of investment around the world in terms of reduction of emissions. And we want to make sure that whether it's Lehigh cement or our auto industry or semiconductors, Uh, The way we build roads, uh, we're doing it and not left behind by market forces. We want to be a trailblazer on that front, too, in terms of the innovations that are coming out of it. And that's why you're seeing a lot of attention and investment in the state of Indiana, be it semiconductors design or packaging manufacturing, be it battery, be it the future of mobility. We can't take a day off or write another part of the world off because we're all interconnected. We tripled our foreign direct investment in a matter of three years. That seems almost impossible. We did it 2016 through 2018 and that's not as much as we're domestically growing so you can just see how interconnected the supply chain is and right now in the, under the current circumstances we're onshoring near shoring um, jobs like never before because it has to be just in time not just just in case and so a state like Indiana in the middle of it all being the crossroads of America having the ports having the rail having the interstates this puts us in a in a very advantageous position but you, you gotta you got hustle, hustle. And, and you gotta you got to show up and and we we are
0: uh, governor uh- education workforce development uh with all the new jobs that yeah. are coming able to have the workforce that's, that's key Two property taxes uh, who just had a lot of sticker shock with their assessments expecting the movement and also yeah, yeah. looks like there may be some movement on marijuana legalization this year well
1: oh, it, it, come it, on, it, right, yeah yeah that that's something i've uh, not the first time i've <laughs> heard this topic uh come up look i, I haven't changed my position i'm, I'm uh, very supportive of uh, more research, legitimate uh, r- medical research in terms of uh, the uh, uh, the advantages of medicinal marijuana, but that, but it's still illegal. And I don't care if the federal government uh, looks the other way. I'm not gonna. I don't. I didn't raise my hand and take an oath to uphold the law just to pick and choose whether I agree with it or not. If I don't agree with it, I'll seek to change it. I would suggest the federal government do that as well.
0: Are we on property taxes? Yeah,
1: we'll 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 uh, we'll uh, we'll look at the whole tax front. Look, we've been cutting taxes, and we're going into, as you alluded to, at the very outset, uh, a budget session uh, where priorities will be determined. And I just gave you a very rosy. Uh, picture about all the growth and investment that's coming to our state, but we've recently eliminated some taxes and we've been reducing taxes in terms of income, in terms of the utility receipts tax, uh, in terms of our corporate tax going down to 4.9, which was already on its flight path before I even got here. And so when you reduce those taxes, it has an effect on your revenue. And fortunately we'll get a December 14th uh, forecast. Uh, and we'll get another one in April, which will be very timely for the legislative session. But in terms of cutting taxes, right now, I want to make sure that we're able to um, meet our priorities: public health, education, uh, two big ones to start with. And then I've got some pit projects too that you know our ready program that we had 500 million go into um, brought 10 billion off the sidelines.
2: Okay, we'll to this, this home oh, that's my final question. Yeah. He asked about the homeowners that are going to see yeah. a spike because home prices have gone up and right. We all want oh, yeah, homes yeah. to be up, right? and All that good say, stuff.
1: It's like, it's pick your poison, right? Do you want the assessed value of your home to go up? You don't want to be priced out. Um, but this is going to be an overall discussion of taxes, whether it be a uh, private homeowner, be it the business community or the ag sector. And that's why we meet every January.
0: One more? No. Sure.
1: I do have a question. Uh, You did already kind of mention your traveling. So are you saying your economic travels are paying off? Are we forging relationships across the sea? Oh, yeah. I mean, the travel is bringing more opportunity, good, high-paying jobs here. The key is to make sure that Hoosiers have the right skill sets to fill those jobs. And so we will lean into our workforce development efforts to make sure that people can, if they so choose, double or triple their salary. Because when you start at 80 an hour, do the math. This is a, this is a career. So. No, I got one question. Yeah. Last you know, question. The, you know, the North Split seems yes. to, have to be taking forever. Are you going to put Place. any pressure? I, I, yeah. you know. No, I've are been right? out there. I, I, I was out there a few weeks ago. Now, um, are you going to put any pressure on them? In yeah, my steel toe on? boots, by the way. And, oh, I'm not. And for a Pike oh, high school I, kid, yeah. beware cowboy boots. Yeah, i always yeah. worried about that. Yeah. Um, well, we can go into that, too. But uh, – <laughs> I'm proud of of the contractors and NDOT for the job they've done. This is one of—it's been described as one of the most complex transportation projects in the country. And with the—I mentioned the supply chain pressure and waiting on supplies— I don't know of another project in the country that is as complex that they have stayed on site and made progress. So there'll be rolling uh, announcements come out about different parts of the overall, the multiple routes that open up. Uh, but we're looking at a spring completion, and I am i couldn't be more thankful on Thanksgiving for the job that everyone's doing right now. Was the deadline a little aggressive in the beginning? Well, when you in, in hindsight, when you look back, and you didn't know just how um, pressured the concrete industry would be. For example, when you, we got four billion in um, housing funds in the state of Indiana, we've got three point seven billion in road projects, plus local road projects. We've got massive semiconductor businesses iu health projects all over the state of indiana they all need that foundational uh ingredient of cement concrete and so and it's not just in indiana it's happening all over the country and so yeah in hindsight were they aggressive yes but are they are they on track to finish it and when it's done uh, you're gonna love it
0: thanks guys so, you will so